and I think just again putting yourself in the in the shoes of of who you're trying, whatever product you have, who you're trying to market to. What is it that they're? What are their likes? What are their dislikes? What is it that you're? Where's the connection point? You know, I've always felt like you can't wait for people to come to you. You have to go to them. So where do they go? Where are the where are the places that the demographic that you're attracting to, we're trying to attract to? Where do they go? Are they gamers? Are they movie watchers? Do they like cars? You know, what is it? Where are the where are the fan groups? What are the things that they like that they they spend their time? And that's how you can kind of start to message to them in a variety of different ways. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. 20 Minute Leaders is a proud supporter of Make-A-Wish Israel and Tech2Peace and is in proud collaboration with Secret Chord Ventures, J Ventures, Riverside FM, Fusion VC, Birthright Excel, J Impact, Leap, Google for Startups, and Hippo, and in media partnership with C-Tech. Hello, and welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Today, we're going to dive into the world of streaming. Meet Jed Kornthal, the Chief Marketing Officer at Phoenix, a company that focuses on broadcasting real-time video streaming for sporting, gaming, and other entertainment events. As the Chief Marketing Officer at Phoenix, Jed is in charge of overseeing all marketing and business development efforts to ensure that companies in sports and entertainment to grow their audience. Phoenix has perfected a unique real-time streaming technology infrastructure that provides content to broadcast-sized audiences with a latency of less than half a second. He has decades of experience leading marketing, business development, PR, technology, and other revenue-generating positions across a number of industries. Nike, UPS, the NFL, Sony, and Disney are only a few of the many clients Jed's had over the years. Jed Korenthal, welcome to 20-Minute Leaders. I'm so excited to dive into your world in these next 20 minutes. How are you? I'm well, Michael. Nice to be here. Appreciate it. It's great to have you here. And Jed, you're, you know, looking over at the, the things you've done and doing marketing. It's one of the really the most exciting uh, parts of where marketing people would be excited about. I mean, that's just, just that awesome. I and mean, I'm really excited to to hear about your journey within Sony for almost 12 years, director marketing, and then obviously the NFL and, you know, the list goes on. We already read it to the audience. So, and today, obviously, it's chief marketing officer of, of uh, Senex. And so a lot of, to, a lot to unfold here. And I'll ask exactly as I, I usually like to ask, you know, connect the dots for me looking back. You know, if you're looking at sort of your career, your trajectory, what sort of led you on this path? What, 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 how do you, how would you describe it? Yeah, no, it, it, it's been quite a path actually, quite the journey. Um, I, I think for me, it's always been, you know, I've always tried to look at, you know, the newest trends and the latest things about, you know, what's happening from a marketing perspective and how people are looking at, um, at marketing and, and, uh, from different perspectives. So, um, you know, I was, as you mentioned, I, I kind of ha- have had sort of two careers, if you will. The first half has kind of been on, more on the corporate side, where I spent a long time at Sony. I'm a musician by trade, so um play the drums since I'm seven years old. And um, so I've always had a love for music and, um, you know, loved working in the music industry for a while at Sony. 
Um, and, and from there, I created a cross-platform group um, that allowed us to work across different Sony business units, um, mostly with uh, companies in the sports world. And that was sort of on purpose, a goal. <laughs> and from that, uh, it led to my uh, being uh, working, moving over to the NFL to help run uh, integrated marketing and marketing for the league, which I did for about three and a half years. And um, it was a lot of fun. You know, people, I, I used to have a lot of good cocktail party jobs, <laughs> you know, like the music industry and the NFL and all these fun places, um, um, you know, but um, over the past probably 15 plus years, I've been more on the entrepreneurial side and I've you know, started a couple of companies. I, I was able to, to sell one with my partner and have been at Phoenix uh, for about the past six years, which is, you know, a startup sort of, I'd say more than a startup, I'd say an early stage company, but um, very different from working at, you know, a big company like Sony. That's for sure. Okay. So I, I want us to just spend a couple of minutes understanding your experience within Sony and the NFL. Let's start with the NFL. Sure. Well, what was that experience like? I mean, doing marketing within the NFL, that, that must have been crazy. Uh, it was a little crazy. It was great. It was, it was great. I loved working there. Um, you know, you're, it, it's always nice to work, um, in a field or an industry or a company that, that, you know, that is essentially selling a product that you love, um, which is football and, and sports in general. I'm a huge sports fan. So, um, being able to be close to football and, and market the game and, um, was certainly a lot of fun. But, you know, it's a challenge like every job, but you, know, you still have to work hard and you got to put in the time and, um, you know, but, but I did enjoy it and, and met a lot of great people, um, worked in a variety of different roles within there in terms of working with like the community, um, community relations people. I worked on um, sponsorships and marketing. So yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. So as you're looking at the different marketing roles and that soon we'll get to what you're doing today with Phoenix, but I can already tell that, you know, it, it feels like you took on a, a, a variety of different positions within marketing, right? You were doing different things and, and different tasks. And so one of the things that I'd love to sort of unpack with you is how those experiences come, how those experiences come together to a more holistic view of, of marketing for you. But so, so we'll keep that in mind, but. Take me for a second to what you're doing today with Phoenix, with, with broadcasting, uh, with very low latency, similar worlds, sure. Sure. Uh, and then we'll dive no, into higher level stuff. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I, I, I'm sort of someone who always looks for more. So I think yeah. that's something that's, um, but yeah, so Phoenix is a really interesting company. Um, it was developed, uh, started about eight or nine years ago, um, by a guy who came over from Switzerland on a scholarship from Siemens to study streaming. Um, which sounds like nothing today, but this was over 20 years ago and, you know, streaming was sort of in its infancy. So he was quite the visionary and is quite the visionary, um, and built this platform that we now operate on. And it's, it's just amazing that we're able to stream video, um, around the world with less than half a second of delay or latency. So, um, you know, you and I are, are using a technology that allows us to video chat in real time. Imagine if you and I were talking to a hundred million people or 10 million people at the same time. And that's essentially what our technology does. We can stream a sporting event to the masses while 
while everybody is watching it at the same time in real time. So it's as though you're all at the stadium or at the racetrack or the arena or whatever, you know, the pitch or whatever your sport of choice is. But um, we've kind of eliminated that, some of the, the, the issues that have been plaguing streaming for some time. So let's talk about those issues for a second. You know, streaming has been around, sporting events have been around longer than, you know, stream sporting events have been longer around than, than have been. Where are, where has been the bottlenecks over the years and how, you know, and, and then I'd love to understand also from, from a marketer, how do you position the differentiation of different companies in this field? Sure. Um, so yeah, you're right. Streaming has been around for over 20 years, streaming content. And, um, you know, most of the companies that stream, uh, content today use a certain form of technology and, you know, all the broadcasters and Facebook and YouTube and, you know, most of the companies that people know of that from where they stream, um, are using the same kind of technology. And although it was designed to stream to a large audience, excuse me, it, it does have some you know, innate problems. And the biggest one is, is latency or delay in the stream. So, um, it, it's as though, you know, I'm sure people in the audience have experienced this where you watch a game and then you get a text or a tweet, or you hear something from your neighbor about a goal that was scored or a play that happened and you haven't, you know, you haven't yet seen it. So that kind of delay of, of watching is, is what most of, uh, of us have experienced in the traditional streaming landscape. But our technology uses a newer protocol. And what we've done is we've kind of added some proprietary technology to it. So we're able to stream that same sporting event, if you will, um, with little to no latency. So everybody is watching at the same time and there's no delay between users and there's no delay between the field of play and your device. So, um, it's, it's, it's complicated. It's technical. Um, but you know, we have an extremely smart and, and active, uh, team that has built and supports this technology to its fullest. And so from a marketing perspective, how do you, you know, you, who are the different stakeholders that, that you would need to market to? And how does that impact sort of the messaging and the strategy that you employ here? Sure. Yeah, sure. Um, so. We have a lot of different types of stakeholders that we can essentially license our technology to. It could be broadcasters, it could be sports properties, you know, rights holders, leagues. Um, it could be betting companies. Betting in the U.S. has become very popular. Um, that's an area that we do a lot of work in. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's any number of people that own content are the people that we want to talk to. And, and your point about the messaging is a good one because um, one of the first campaigns that, that we launched, um, was to try and help people differentiate between, you know, real time and live. And so we came up with the tagline, real time and live are not the same. And mm. so, you know, what we did was show, um, show the differences between the two and allow people to actually see that although you hear the term live, it's not really live. There, there is a delay in that, in that stream. Um, it, only if it, if it's in real time is the stream eliminated. So, um, so we used to, so we've created things like live and real time are not the same and, you know, connecting the world in real time, things of that nature were part of our messaging at the time. 
Right. Okay. I love that. So now let's connect the dots as to the different things that you've done from a marketing perspective. Let's talk about the role of a marketer from your, from your lenses. You know, I have the privilege of asking you this because you've had such a long and interesting career in different, uh, you know, amazing organizations who really take marketing to the next level. The role of a marketer in its most basic form for you now that you've had a, a lot of these experiences, how, how do you think through it? Yeah, I think it's, I think it encompasses a couple things. I think it's, it's, it's very much a support, um, mechanism. I mean, for the company, it's a way to message what the company is trying to do, whether it be a product or a service, uh, or technology for that matter. Um, the idea of, of, of sort of showcasing what you do. It's the, it's kind of the why, the what and the how, you know, why you do what we're doing. Uh, what we do and then how do we do it? So, you know, those, that, that format is, is what I think is essential for any marketer in how you promote whatever it is, you know, that you're, whatever company, you know, whatever your company does, if it's a tangible product or a service or technology, you have to kind of find out that sort of why you do what you do, what you're doing, and then how do you do it? And those are sort of the, the, you know, kind of what I live by. And I think it's essential for any marketer, really. Right. I like that. And then, so as you're thinking about different strategies or taking a problem, whether it be NFL, Sony, or we're doing today with, with broadcasting, what is the process that you go through to sort of understand how to, how to best market it, whether it be from a narrative perspective, from a stakeholder perspective, what are different things that you found to be most helpful for you? I think one of the things that I've always tried to do is put myself in the shoes of the other, of the people that we're marketing to, right. um, you know, the person, the other side, the other, the other end of the table, if you will. I mean, what is it, what is it that I want that person to see and learn and what kind of reaction do I want them to have to what we're doing and how we're marketing to them about what it is that we're selling, pitching, offering, you know, et cetera. So I think that's important to put yourself in the shoes of, of the person that you're marketing to so you can understand what it is that they're going to gain from what you, you know, what you have. And, and, you know, the other thing that, that I think is kind of a bit of a lost art is is listening i think too many people like to talk and hear their own voice a little bit too much um i think it's really important to to listen to the people that you're you're meeting with listen to what they're saying what they're not saying um try and read the room you know really understand what the objectives are um of of the company and what you're trying to achieve and then take that information and then come up with the the right plan but how do you actually go about and, and, and check that you've successfully put yourself in those shoes? Because that is something that, you know, as a, in kindergarten, I was told that that's what I should aim to do. And, I, and since then, I've been figuring out really what's the right, what's the right way to do that. So how do you, how, how do you even go about fathoming this? Well, I mean, you know, so imagine, you know, what, what your product is and who are you, who would you want to buy that product ultimately? Right. I mean, we're all selling something, whatever that is. Even a doctor is selling something, he's selling his services. So, you know, so who is the person 
that you want to buy your services? Is it geared more towards a female audience? Is it geared more towards a male audience? Is it, uh, is it older? Is it younger? You know, what is it that you're trying to achieve from there? It sounds good. So I think that at this point, you know, one of the things that I've been told from a very young age was, you know, to put myself in other people's shoes, to, to create empathy so that I can then understand, you know, how to present, you know, how to, how to, you know, message and present things in a way that it would be um, both suitable for their needs and something that they could be, could, they could relate to. How do you do that effectively as a marketing leader? How do you effectively create that skill set so that you can be a good marketer and, and develop that empathy? Huh. Well, it doesn't take, you know, it doesn't take a day. <laughs> it takes a little time. Um, I will say that, but, uh, but I think it, you know, I think is th- there's a number of different things. And, you know, as I mentioned, listening before is, is one skill or, or art that's a lost art. Um, and just, you know, I'm a voracious reader. I read a, just a ton of stuff, I do a lot of research. And, you know, anytime I'm talking with somebody or meeting with somebody, um, you know, I try and find out as much about them, their company, uh, as humanly possible. You know, again, things that may seem obvious aren't so obvious to everybody. But, um, and I think just again, putting yourself in the, in the shoes of, of who you're trying, whatever product you have, who you're trying to market to. What is it that they're, what are their likes? What are their dislikes? What is it that you're, where's the connection point? You know, I've always felt like you can't wait for people to come to you. You have to go to them. So where do they go? Where are the, where are the places that, the demographic that you're attracting to, we're trying to attract to, where do they go? Are they gamers? Are they movie watchers? Do they like cars? You know, what is it? Where do they, where are the fan groups? What are the things that they like that they, they spend their time? And that's how you can kind of start to message to them in a variety of different ways. You know, Coke, Coke puts their message out in 50 different channels <laughs> and not because they think that, that, you know, you're going to see a, a Coke billboard and say, Oh, I've got to run to the store and get a Coke. But it becomes almost subconscious that when you walk into a deli or something and you're thirsty, you get a Coke because you've seen it so many times. And that's, you know, it, it, it's sort of that, that, that mantra of trying to reach people in a variety of ways, in a variety of channels, in the places that they're interested in. What do you get most excited by in your work, in your process? Well, what, what really excites you most? I, I, you know, I love it when, um, when we do something and people respond to it. We had a, um, I'm trying to think of who it was, but we did, we, we did sort of a targeted, um, email and newsletter blast to a, a bunch of people, but we did it in such a way that it was, it was the way we worded it was very specific. And what was, what was so fascinating to me is that we had gotten someone from uh, a company that we had been trying to reach and were having trouble reaching. Someone from that company actually reached out to us and said, yes. you know, I saw what you're doing. This is, this really makes a lot of sense. I, I'd very much like to talk to you about what you're doing. So, you know, when you get, you know, when you get that kind of engagement, when you get that kind of response, it's just like, it just makes everything that you're doing worthwhile. 
I love it. Jed, I really want to thank you for, for coming on and uh, for sharing these 20 minutes with me. Um, it sounds like you've had quite, quite a few experiences that, that were both very, very positive and really it sounds like fundamentally the key understanding, you know, you know, have a, you know, understand where, you know, the other side is, what is the right messaging for them being able to be adaptive to the different needs right. and the different circumstances of what you're offering. And that versatility with empathy is at the end what makes for a good marketer. So again, thank you for, for this time and this energy. And then I look forward to sharing this with the world. Excellent, Michael. Great to speak with you. Thank you. 